Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown, and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta, and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. What's going on, guys? Thomas Brown here. Have another podcast. This this podcast is either going to be titled episode 13 or superstitious 12.5. 12.5. Yeah. So we have Garnett O'Connor here. Garnett and I have been friends for a very long time. He's a photographer here in Atlanta. Very talented. Um, we have done a few YouTube videos yeah, together yeah. as well. And, and that's why I like Garnett. I mean, he's in the wedding industry, so I like him, of course, because of that. But he has a lot of the same kind of hobbies as me. We're really into camera equipment. We're really into YouTube, social media. So, uh, so yeah. So, Garnett, how you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So, we're, we're going to talk about a lot today. Yeah. We don't have a really set topic okay. today. I just want to talk about the things that we normally talk about on the phone. Yeah. And now just people are going to kind of be let into our... A little eavesdrop. Conversation. Yeah, a little eavesdrop into <laughs> our conversations. So, But before we begin, why don't you tell people a little bit about you, what you do. Garnett has been doing photography for how many years? Uh, quite a long time, since 2004. So however many years that is. My first professional wedding was in 2004. And I've been shooting weddings ever since, so... And you still have a full-time still job. Full-time job. So, and I mean, you've yeah. been doing it for a, for a long time, consistently, like consistently doing weddings, a good amount of weddings right. every year and a job. Correct. And so you are, is it a system administrator or? Uh, yeah, actually yeah, a system administrator, uh, IT type field yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for people who don't know. It's more or less um, on the internal side. It's not, yeah. it's not, uh, it's a little bit of WAN side as well. I don't know if people are you know, familiar with IT at all. It's doing computers, servers, right. network. Do you do any network? Yeah, interconnectivity between mm-hmm. offices, things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of Cisco routing and switching and things like that. But um, that's basically what I do. Yeah. And you love it. Yeah. You love it. Yeah. And, and you love doing photography Absolutely. as well. Do you think you would ever leave your, like, full-time job for at, photography? At or? one point, I thought I would. And then uh, for some reason, I realized that it's kind of the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I was shooting... Uh, considerable number of weddings a year and doing full-time you know obviously at a job and i realized it's easier to just be able to take the weddings that i want and uh be able to still support myself uh reliably so um that for me is is, is the biggest mix that makes sense for me and, and for benefits mo- is yeah really- right and benefits is, is a really good thing there as well obviously you don't have any benefits as an entrepreneur on your own Working a full-time job affords you the ability to have benefits and dental care and all other stuff that goes along with it. Um, and a lot of people have that notion that if you're not a full-time photographer, then you're not a photographer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So. But you uh, definitely are. Yeah. Now, do you get that from customers still, that they want to know if you're full-time or not? Uh, I get asked that uh, sometimes, and you'll see that kind of look on their face like, oh, you don't do this full-time? Um, and, you know, you kind of explain to them, no, I don't do this full-time, you know. Um, I never missed a wedding since 2004, yeah. so you don't, don't have I've to worry about it. Right. almost like 15 right. years. Right. So. It's, it's not uh, a big deal as far as uh, you know, time and, and, and being able to do their weddings. And I, I even sometimes uh, do a lot of destination, not a lot, but a few destination weddings uh, every now and then. Um, so it's, it's been good. That's, that's awesome. I've been wanting to talk to you about on this podcast about YouTube with someone for so long. You and I have done, has been about two, I think it was two collabs two, so far. Yeah. And so Garnett mainly shoots on for photographers out there. Well, yeah, I guess you could tell them the type of uh, cameras you shoot on. Uh, now, actually, I just recently got into the Z6. Uh, it's a new mirrorless camera from Nikon. 
Uh, previous to that, I was shooting Nikon D750s, um, you know, SLR cameras, traditional cameras. Uh, I went to the mirrorless. Now, I didn't intend to actually switch to the Z6. I really bought it just for video because mm -hmm. Nikon is notorious for having horrible uh, autofocus during video. Okay. The video itself, the quality of the video was fine, but it was just the focusing of the video was was tremendously horrible. Yeah. So I bought the Z6 just to have something that would actually, you know, autofocus well. And then I started using it. And lo and behold, the benefits of mirrorless, you know, if you're a Sony user, you obviously know this from a long time ago. Mm. But the benefits of mirrorless, being able to look through the viewfinder and see exactly where you're going to be shooting, uh, some of the other features that, that came with it, being able to move those focusing points all the way to the end of the frame or the edges of the frame, uh, you kind of got hooked on it. And then once you started shooting with it, it kind of got hard to shoot with mm -hmm. the DSLR. Yeah. So I ended up uh, buying a second one. And uh, now I shoot on that almost exclusively. So, I mean, the DSLR stay, stay in the... Uh, in the uh, shelf on the shelf at home, and and that's something I should have mentioned at first. Even though Garnett's been a photographer for years now, why he and I get along so well too is that you don't just do photography; you really have a big interest in video, and that's why we've done a lot of video collabs. You even helped me on a wedding yeah. uh, before as well, doing yeah. uh, second shooting for video. Yeah. So when did your were you always interested in video, or did something happen to? I I probably was interested in video more so than photography uh, growing up. Uh, as a as a kid, my dad had you know those, that big, you know shoulder cam mm -hmm. you know with the VCR tape in it, and me and my younger brother we'd make videos all the time. We'd make little uh, skits and stuff yeah. like that. We'd make all these little videos, little music videos, uh, and uh, you know I enjoyed that that whole process of making something happen. And back at the time, it was actually two VCRs we used to edit. Mm -hmm. So we'd play, uh, you know, the, the content pause, you know, put the other tape in, get it to where you want to go, hit record on the other one. And then, you know, so you have to edit that way. That was like no, my first. And I did yeah. the same thing. And, yeah. And what I was going to tell people now, so we didn't have the two VCRs. Mm -hmm. So, but we did have, my uncle had the really big, right. v, uh, you know, um, camcorder yeah. with the VHS tape in it. And the way we would uh, film when we was making things is that we would use the record you know, right. button, right. and then like once we were done with that scene, you heard the herb and stop, right. yeah, and then you start recording again, and then you right. have to watch it back, right. like that. Now, I did work at uh, a few camps, like as a uh, a counselor teaching the video program, mm -hmm. and so we had the big Betamax okay. thing, so I knew how to edit on those as well, but at home, we had to do the pause or stop method with right. VHS, and right. these kids, they don't know anything, yeah, you know, know, about that now, <laughs> but that was really fun, yeah. so that's what got you into it. Now, why have you never went after... When there's so many photographers that have, some have done it and be like, oh my gosh, this is just too much editing. Mm. But why have you never went after doing like videography at weddings? Um, it's the editing process. Uh, and uh, I think if it was maybe 10 years ago mm. or something like that, uh, I probably would start in, in that arena. I think nowadays, and it's not a knock on myself, but it's, uh, it's very competitive and the... The, the skill level of what's actually going on to, in today's video world uh, and the level I would want to be at is not the level I'm at right now. I think you're yeah. awesome. Which, 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 is, which, is, which is fine for you to think. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not only just the visuals. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also the audio that goes along with it. It's the cutting together, the music. It's the, it's the whole process. Uh, it's not just going out and filming it. Mm -hmm. It's filming it, making sure the audio is correct, Making sure the music goes along with with the mood and the feel of the of the visuals as well. Uh, it's, it's a whole process, and, and that's that takes a lot of time. And again, 
I still have a full-time job. So yeah. that, and you can probably attest to this. How long does it take you to actually edit yeah. one wedding? Not even a whole video, just a teaser. Oh, just a teaser. Yeah, just a teaser. yeah sometimes. The teaser is how long? Us teasers, you know, I'm, they're Instagram teasers, so I usually make them 40 to 60 seconds. Okay. And so sometimes just searching for the music can take me like six hours. For my Rome wedding mm-hmm. that I did in Italy, I made that music, mm-hmm. you know, by putting different songs, songs together, together and, and yeah. making it. And so that took me, I think, 13 hours mm-hmm. just to make that music before I even started putting any video there to the go. Just for a 60-second video. So, yeah. no, you're right. right. You're right. right. So I... I, I Totally get that. So now when it comes to editing photos, how long is that process when you're doing for a wedding? Like for you? Uh, not very long. I'd probably say uh, on a wedding day, I'd probably shoot anywhere from 15 to 2,000 photos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and the client would probably see anywhere from seven to 1,000 of those photos. You know, a lot of those might be duplicates mm-hmm. or test shots or things like that. Um, but editing that would probably take around six to six hours. Or okay. So like a day yeah, like worth a day. of work. Yeah. Okay. About six hours. So. And so if you do a wedding on Saturday, are most of your weddings on Saturday? Yeah. For most, you, most of them Saturday. Yeah. So do you normally knock it out Sunday, or you just wait till the next? Week? Uh, in the past, I would I would almost knock it out the next day, okay. almost almost yeah. every time. Uh-huh. Uh, as I gotten older, mm-hmm. yeah, I've kind of stretched it out a little bit. It's like and you have family yeah. and yeah. you got yeah. other things to do, so, so I totally get it. You gotta yeah. give yourself some time. So, so yeah, so. The whole point is that's why I really love working with Garnett and talking with Garnett. We talk about a lot of new cameras, and that's yeah. what we're about to talk to right now. I, I did want to go to YouTube, and we can talk about that. But I want to talk about some new cameras. Okay. So you moved to the Z6. But now, the one thing you didn't mention, though, is that you do have a lot of Panasonic uh, cameras uh, yeah. as well. Actually, yeah. I did. Oh, you did? I, yeah. Okay. I, actually, well, I still have the LX100, which is a small point-and-shoot camera, which I still like. Uh, the only issue with that camera uh, is it doesn't have a removable lens. Okay. Uh, so if you ever get dust in those, any point and shoot for mm-hmm. that matter, if you ever get dust in there, you have to send it back to the manufacturer to, to get the dust taken out. Is that uh, the one we use for the boxing thing? Uh, like the kind yes. of behind the scenes camera? Yes. Yeah, we okay. use that on top of, uh, yeah, on yeah, top okay. of the, yeah, that was the one that we used there. And then you had a, was it a GH2? I had a Panasonic G7. A G7. Which okay. I sold. Because I sold that. Just before the Z6 came out, I was like, "Well, if this one, I'm using that, that, yeah, I'm using, yeah. yeah, I'm using this for video uh-huh. primarily, and if I get the Z6, I'll use that for video." Uh, and lo and behold, I didn't realize I was gonna end up switching over to that. Now, a lot of people, now photographers listening, and and I have, I mean, thank you guys so much, everyone who listens in. I've I've been getting so many messages on Instagram, like every time a new right. episode comes out on Monday, yeah, uh, with people saying, "Hey, Thomas." Love the podcast. I'm I'm just like so surprised because it's so new. Right. And usually you have to beg people, right, you know, to, to, to listen <laughs> and stuff. And I really haven't. I just been putting mm. on uh, Instagram stories that mm. hey, new podcasts come out every Monday, and people have been really listening in. So thank you guys so much for the support. But uh, what I was gonna say is that a lot of people don't know. For people who are gearheads, know this when it comes to cameras, but there has always been a competition between like canon and yeah. nikon yeah. Uses, i have no idea why yeah. Yeah. why why it was just canon and nikon but uh have you ever used canon uh no not really no not really. i mean i've, I've played with it a few times yeah. a couple of my colleagues have uh canon cameras and you know you just kind of pick it up to see what it feels like yeah um and uh, that's about it but it's, it's just one of those things where it's almost like a sports thing yeah you got your team and they got their team and and you're gonna ride to your team i don't, yeah. I don't care if they're no. losing or not yeah. And you don't care yeah. what the other team does. Like your you team care, is just you care to some better. degree. You care to yeah. some degree because I remember uh, right. this is a little while ago. I remember when uh, the Canon 7D came out. 
Okay. Yep. That was the first one that had dual pixel autofocus, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I was actually excited, even though I'm not a Canon person. Yeah. Because before that, Nikon and Canon, they'd always go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Nikon would have, you know, this megapixel camera, and then Canon would, you know, jump over them, and then Nikon yeah. would jump over them, and then this would have this certain feature, and they would go back and forth. So I thought it was just a matter of time until Nikon would have their, you know, version of dual, pu- dual pixel autofocus, mm-hmm. and it just never came. Like, it just never came. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of companies are doing that. Yeah. Um, I dehydrate. I've been uh, working too much. And I, I did a conference call this morning before this. Okay. So I've been talking for right. about <laughs> three hours already. But I had been using Canon since either 1999 or 2000 with the mm. Canon uh, GL and XL. And those were, well, the Canon GL first. Um, but the Canon GL, they, those used to take the little... Um, what do you call them? Uh, then they call them DVs, like yeah, mini DVs, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was like a little uh, cassette tape. Yeah. And I left Canon last year because you know Canon was the was the camera company that really made wedding videography a lot more attainable. Yeah, it did, and it a did. lot more cinematic. Right. Went with the five D Mark. Was it two, two. or three? I yeah, was, two. I think it was Mark. No, it might have been the. Yeah, Mark, Mark II. Yeah, Mark, Mark II. 5D Mark II with his video capabilities being able mm. to shoot, you know, 24P. Right. And on a full frame sensor. Yeah, on a full frame sensor. With that kind of glass. Yeah. You know. And so a lot of people jumped into wedding videography later on and doing a lot of independent short right. films right. with it as well. So I loved Canon. But then as time went on, now Canon has, they have so many big products now. That they, they want to protect Correct. their line. And so they have been, okay, we're going to make a new camera, but we're going to purposely leave out this feature. Right. So I, I left Canon now, so I have no more skin in that Nikon Canon debate, mm-hmm. and went to Panasonic with the GH5. And that's what we're shooting on right now. We're shooting on the GH5S. Um, how, does Nikon do that? Or like every time they update no, the camera? No, they, they actually don't have to. And I I, mm-hmm. I thought for a while that yeah. they had the biggest opportunity to uh, get ahead okay. of those camera companies because they don't have a cinema line. Yeah, They don't have like a C100 or C200. Mm-hmm. They don't have an FS100 you know, or Panasonic's Vericams or things like that. They just have cameras. Yeah. So they can actually put whatever they want into these uh, compact mirrorless cameras or DSLRs mm-hmm. or whatever there's they're, they're using. Uh, and fill it to the brim with features because there's nothing to protect. Yeah. So if they could ever, and it, yeah, I guess the downside of that is they don't have those divisions to where they can pull from to make these kind of features. So they're kind of behind in that, in that sense. But if they could ever start getting those things rolling, because now like with the Z6 and Z7, they're starting to do things like N log. Mm-hmm. Uh, Z log. <laughs> that's what I call it. That's a reference to his uh, <laughs> his uh, uh, video he made with the with the Z6, but. Um, Things like uh, N-Log, things like uh, RAW video, which mm-hmm. is going to be coming out um, at some point this year for the Z67. Uh, things like that. So and the focus has really improved a lot. Improved yeah. dramatically. I mean, it's, it's night and day in, in comparison to you know any other Nikon DSLR that's been introduced in the past. Um, I can't really say how it you know performs uh, against, like, say, Sony or Canon, because I don't really mm-hmm. use those cameras very often. But I think it's in the same ballpark. I mean, something you can actually reliably use. And I've used it. Quite a bit, and it mm-hmm. works. It works very well. Now I'm so happy with the GH5 uh, and GH5S mm-hmm. series cameras, right. and I think I'm going to use them for a while. But I am really interested in the new 
uh, G, is it GS? No, S1. 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 Panasonic S1. The S1 is geared more towards uh, video using the S1R photos, but then they're supposed to be coming out with the S1H. Right. Which is really geared towards cinema right, right, users. Right. So I mean, for a full frame camera, at that price, I think it'd be around four thousand dollars. Right. And it's gonna do. Uh, I, I I think I wish I had the spec sheet up. Yeah, I don't have either. But, but I, I eight K. Yeah, yeah. Six K or eight K. Yeah, yeah. Which rumors. which is crazy. Yeah. So it might be really nice to have something like that for the bigger commercial productions. Now the the one problem when you're doing commercial work. For like, say, if you're doing like I did stuff for like AT and T, and you know other other companies, but like take let's take the AT and T shoot I did, right? So I did a shoot there, and then they had a crew there that was uh, there the day before. I had C100 Mark II, okay. right? And I had a few of them. So I just came in. It was one one of me, and it was like a big crew, and they said, "Wow." You're much more professional mm-hmm. than this whole big crew that came in because you know your camera is bigger. You know, and I'm I'm guessing right. that the other crew was shooting 4K at the time. This was probably like two years ago, so they probably had the A7S uh, two. Okay, I was guessing right. that's what probably what they had. So they were probably shooting 4K, but just because my camera was bigger, looks, right? It looks yeah. more, more professional. So yeah, right. so so that's the only thing about going to the S1, a four thousand dollar camera. I was thinking for commercial work. Would it just be better? Even though the S1 is a superior camera, in my opinion. I, I have to see all the specs. This is right. from when I was right. looking before. Or, or it could be a superior camera. The C200, would it get more respect on commercial shoots? On commercial shoots. shoots. Yeah. Now, I, I guess what you'd have to do or what you could do to kind of negate that is just rig it up. Rig it up. Yeah. Once you start putting things on rails mm-hmm. and monitors and... All these yeah. things and follow focuses and I think that's a yeah. shame though because I really yeah. like shooting light. Yeah. It's so simple, but you're right. If I put it in a big cage and everything, right. and then show up, they'd be like, "Oh, these guys are serious." Right, and yeah. it's just it's perception. Yeah. It's just yeah. perception. So yeah, so but that's what I've been considering, or just going because I, I really did like my C100 Mark IIs. Mm-hmm. The only reason I really switched was when I was going to uh, Italy for that wedding. I was like, "Listen, I'm not taking those three C100 Mark IIs. It had it, they had their own suitcase." Each. Yeah. They, no, no. Right? Oh, each. Yeah, no, you okay. see that big black suitcase right there? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I would be able to fit three of them okay. in there. Yeah. And then I still had to bring all the rest of my equipment, my lights and everything. Right. With my GH5, they just fit in a corner of, this, of, of my suitcase. Yeah. And I can still put everything else. Right. right. Yeah, so, and, that, and that's one of the biggest yeah. things about this era of you know photography and, and video is uh, things are getting smaller, lighter, mm-hmm. uh, easier to pack up, easier, especially like the gimbals and things of that nature. Uh, Ten years ago, you couldn't shoot steady cam type footage uh, without having a major production. Yeah. Uh, and now anyone yeah. can do that. So it's, it's, more, it's more about the skill level and the vision of the photographer or uh, videographer mm-hmm. at this point as opposed to the gear. So gear has kind of been, has been eliminated from being able to produce great quality. It's just now your vision and your, your uh, eye and what you can see. So that's kind no, of No, I, I think you're so right about that because... I think I can do more now with less gear uh, than I did when I first started. Mm. Now, because even like gimbals have evolved so much to where we have these now new one-handed gimbals. Remember, I was using the Ronin oh, yeah. M when I first started, yeah. and now I'm using the the Crane Two, which is really small, really right. compact, and I'm still getting you know really great stabilization that probably cost you know say like ten years ago. What about at starting at ten thousand yeah. dollars? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. I, yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, let's jump into your wish list. 
I'm always curious to see what you're looking at. Now, have you bought everything that you kind of want right now, or are there still things that you're eyeing? Uh, as far as uh, photography equipment, yeah, um, let's start with Flash. Fla- I think there's probably a lot of photographers. Yeah, Flash. Yeah, Flash. I'm 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 pretty good. I I, I, I switched to the Godox system uh, okay. quite a bit of, uh, quite a long time ago. Uh, as soon as they started coming out with the uh, 8600s and mm-hmm. lights like that, uh, uh, it came very apparent to me that Nikon flashes uh, were about the same as these flashes that were um, produced by, by Godox. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a, a quick example. I was at a wedding. Uh, it was at Pristine Chapel, somewhere like that. And I was trying to do this shot with the, this car in the background. They, had, they, they rented a nice little car, and I was trying to do the shot. And I had a flash on the floor lighting... Um, the car mm-hmm. and someone drove around it and ran over the flash <laughs> just ran. I mean, i'm trying, trying to stop yeah. him like hey you know watch out and the flash is down here. they just kept on going they were ready to get out of there and they just ran over the flash and at the time i was using the godox uh tt i think it's like 600 i can't remember mm-hmm. what, what what the number is but uh that flash cost like 170 something the equivalent flash for nikon cost like 500 yeah or 600 dollars mm-hmm. so they ran over the flash uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a change, but right. Yeah. But if it was a Nikon flash, mm-hmm. I might have jumped off the building. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like it's it's things like that where you're getting the the same level of quality mm-hmm. uh, at a much cheaper price. And then when they started introducing, uh, or at the time they had the ability to uh, control everything from one receiver, and then the flash itself could control other flashes. Uh, it was just it was a much better system than than the Nikon. So then I switched from that. And then once I switched. End up using their bigger lights like the the 600, the 200, uh, the 400. Uh, those lights, uh, the Streak Light 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, those lights just it, it, it's the system itself just makes it so much easier. You have one light or one receiver that can control everything. And if your receiver goes down, put a flash on top of your camera, and it can still control everything. Um, so you have all that redundancy there as well. So if you you know run out of battery life on your on your receiver for some reason. You can just uh, put a flash on top of your camera, which you probably will have on there anyways, and mm-hmm. you can still control everything yeah. from from uh, from your camera. That's so awesome. yeah, so as far as flash is concerned, I, I think I'm pretty stuck with Godox at this point. I, I can't imagine anyone dethroning them uh, right now in the near future. Okay. At least I should say that. So you're good with lighting? Yeah. Cameras? Are you good with the Z6s right now, or? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, the Z6 is really, in my opinion, not really designed for professional use, even though I'm using it professionally. Uh, in my opinion, uh, the smaller, lighter thing that most people are going for when they talk about mirrorless cameras mm-hmm. is not one of my biggest things on my wish list. Okay. Wish, wish list. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer bigger cameras. I prefer okay. something that's easier to hold. Um, so I prefer if they made a bigger camera. Obviously, one with two car slots. That doesn't have two car slots in it. I think they will. Yeah, they though. will. They, they I will. think this was just to get people people's feet wet into the mirrorless market for Nikon. Right. And then they'll upsell you later, like next right. year or something like that. And that's that's the unfortunate part about it, yeah. because they're gonna get my money Four twice, times. yeah. They're and then you gotta try yeah, to sell it, right? And then you're not gonna make as much right. money as you. you right. Because I bought, like I said, I bought the Z6 simply to get used to the mirrorless system, because mm-hmm. uh, it does take some adjusting. Oh yeah. Because uh, uh, a, you're looking through a digital viewfinder, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of jarring when you. Because at first I was shooting, you know, a DSLR and a mirrorless at the same time. It's kind of jarring to go back and forth between yeah. the two, because uh, you're seeing one thing in one and one in the other. During the day, it's fine, but like at night, when you can see so much clearer through the opt- I mean, the uh, electronic viewfinder, and not as clear through the optical viewfinder, mm-hmm. it was pretty uh, remarkable difference. 
I, I love mirrorless mm. because I like I don't see how you'd ever would you go back to DSLR after shooting mirrorless now? It's kind of hard. I just love yeah, it. it's kind of hard. It's, it's kind of hard to go back. You can see exactly. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go back. What your image is gonna look like? Yeah, it's e- and you back. can as you're setting like a lot of times when you're using DSLRs. Um, you're setting your, you doing your settings. You're taking a test picture, Correct. so you can see. But with mirrorless, you really don't have to do that. Right. You just change the settings. You can see exactly what it's going to look like. Take your picture and that's move it. on. And yeah. That's it. And that's it. So I mean, it does cut down a lot on like like uh, what they call chimping. Yeah. Uh, when you take a picture and then you look at it to make I've never sure. Heard that word. Yeah. Okay. They, that's what they call it. For photography terms, it's chimping. It's chimping okay. Because you're you're picture, taking a picture. You, you look and you take a picture and you look. Yeah. And then, and then, you, then you start going. So you're. So you're um, it cuts down on that uh, because you don't have to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have uh, their image review yeah. after they take a shot. I turn that off completely because you don't need to review your image. Mm-hmm. You've already seen it. Yeah. Um, and then and other things like uh, I'm a focus recomposer, uh, which is carried over from the DSLR days, which means you uh, there's two types really. People who move the focus points as much as they can, mm-hmm. and then they will focus on the subject and then recompose to get the the frame they want, yeah. uh, and those people who just leave it in the center all the time, and they just focus on the subject and then recompose the frame um, to get it to where they want. With the mirrorless cameras, those focusing points go all the way to the edge. So if you want to shoot, you know, something off center, you can. Yeah, and you don't have to focus recompose. But you know how long it took me to kind of get out of that habit of mm-hmm. focus recompose because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. Uh, so those are the kind of things I wanted to kind of get rid of mm-hmm. uh, by getting the Z6. You know, kind of getting used to that that workflow and get used to shooting with a mirrorless camera. Um, uh, before the professional cameras came, and I'm eventually going to have to get anyways. Um, and then it turns out that even in this state, I think there's benefits to the camera that make me want to shoot over a DSLR even today, even though I, I don't think it's uh, really designed for pre- professionals. Well, I think eventually, like I said, Nikon will. And I think once they get those two, well, they will update their camera and get like two card slots right. and some of the more professional features with maybe say their Z8. Mm-hmm. Like I know they have the Z7 as well. Right. And the Z7, does it just have more megapixels? This has more megapixels. Mega it's pretty much yeah. the exact same thing, okay. uh, just more megapixels. Yeah. So with the Z8, uh, I, th- I think you'll go to mirrorless and never go back. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I, I'm going back now. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's, like I said, I have I have two D750s, which I think were the perfect camera for me. Uh, I would prefer the body of a D850. Mm-hmm. I like that body better. But I just don't need that many megapixels. If you're shooting you know, 1,500 shots a wedding... It just wears on you as far as the file size. Yeah. Uh, I rented the camera for one wedding just to test it out. Loved the camera, but uh, you know this is not going to mean anything to you because you shoot a video. But for photography, I think it was around uh, seventy or eighty gigs worth of photos. Okay. Yeah. And that just is just it's too much. It's too much, and it's it's like you're never going to use. You're not going to use that kind of detail. Uh, for most shots, detail shots, candid shots, you don't need that level of detail for that. You know, the, the few, you right, yeah. right. If you're doing like, mm. you know, certain things, you, it's nice to have that resolution or to have the ability to crop yeah. uh, later. But I would say the majority of the time, you don't need it. To me, I think 24 megapixels is just the perfect yeah. size. So hopefully in the but future. The A7R. Right. Four is out. Well, at least they announced it. They there. announced it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple YouTuber videos I watched. Right. Well, YouTube videos I watched uh, today yeah. where they went to the, like, Sony revealing, uh, right. unveiling it. And so it, it has, like, 41 no, it megapixels. No, 61. Oh, it has 61 megapixels. 61 megapixels. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's the highest full-frame yeah. camera yeah. that they have out today. 
Yeah, so um, they were just showing yeah. how much you could crop yeah. in the videos. And then it, it supposedly has uh, some really great uh, eye focus yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, so... So yeah, I'm I'm really interested. I don't see myself leaving Panasonic for a while, but I think I could always go back to Canon because what I loved about Canon is just, you know, the way the color looked in in camera. Mm-hmm. Color looked and I could just shoot and it kind of take, you know, saves me a lot of time in editing. Now, is that true though? Cuz I hear that a lot. Uh it's the one number one thing I hear about Canon is the, is the colors. Well, when I'm well, when I say it, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about if you color grade. Like to me, mm-hmm. I like the way Canon's, if I just use a normal profile mm. in the camera, looks compared to my GH5's, like say Cine V mm. profile. I like the way Canon's skin tones look, just to me. Mm. And I feel that I could edit a video straight out of camera, mm. as long as you know, I nail my exposure right. and everything, and it would look great. But it, now if you're grading, I think you can shoot any Thank camera. You. For the people who have that argument and are shooting, you know, in camera, mm-hmm. and they're just shooting with a normal profile, I think the color science may matter. But some people like Sony's color. Yeah. Yeah. Some people like Nikon's color. Yeah. yeah well, I think Nikon has great color. Hey, Actually, when I shot yeah. with you yeah. on Nikon before you got the Z6, when we did the boxing uh, oh, yeah, yeah. gig, yeah. Uh, we used it was the D750. Yeah, 750. Yeah. Even when we went to New York yeah. and shot, you shot the behind the scenes. Yeah. I love the way the Nikon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, video footage look. And yeah. were you shooting at 24? Uh, I want to say I was shooting... A 1080 or 4K? No, it's, it's, it's 1080. 1080. I, don't think, I don't think they did 4K okay. uh, on those cameras. I think it had 60, right? Does it have... I think it was 1080, 60. Yeah. It looked really, yeah. really, yeah. really good. Every time I looked at it, I said, man, yeah. this Nikon footage looked good. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, and that was that was the issue because we had decent looking video. Yeah. The video wasn't bad at all. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, if you wanted to use it for autofocus, it was just a nightmare. It was It was horrible. So, um, social media. Let's get into that and, and kind of end things with that. Uh, what do you use mostly for your social media nowadays? Uh, I'm the worst person in the world. When it comes to social media? When it comes media? to social media. Uh, I don't post as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, those are the main platforms. I'm not even on Twitter. I don't even know how to use it. What's the hard part for you about posting? Is it because you have the full time job? No, it's it's not. It's, not, it's just uh, it's just not my cup of tea. Okay. Uh, and I think, uh, and this might be come as a, uh, a prelude. I think I might even shut my Facebook uh, uh, account down. Uh, you shut it down? It's that I might have to. Okay. Because like I I don't think I've posted on there since. You know, I so in another mm-hmm. podcast I had like right before that podcast, like the day before. I canceled, I deactivated my Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so I guess this is an update video for that. So I deactivated my Facebook page. And I also, um, so with that, my personal page was gone and my business page because you have to tie yeah, to your business. Yeah, they're yeah. linked together. So a planner emailed me that same, the next day mm-hmm. saying she was trying to tag me mm-hmm. and she couldn't find me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I, I really do believe, and I've been, I guess, preaching for a long time that you should be on every popular, at least, social right. media network so people can tag you. Right. Because, you know, it can get you more work. But I just really don't like Facebook yeah, uh, at it's, all. It's one of those things, and if you're not mm. using it, yeah. it's better to not have it mm. than to have a page like I have. Uh, so we're just sitting there and people see and they think your business may be uh... in, in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's, and uh, for those who are watching this now or, or listening to this podcast, uh, and trying to find my Facebook page, it's probably gone. Oh, it's probably gone. Okay, I did restart mine. You restarted after, yeah, yeah. But I don't use it. And what I may do, 
is there's a feature on Instagram mm. where you can just every time you post to Instagram, I, I do that automatically. Yeah, I do that. But it, but I it's, may just do that. It's not it's not the same though. No, I know it's not the same because yeah. because you're just getting uh, content that doesn't really look like it belongs on Facebook. Yeah. It doesn't really look that great. Yeah. I, I did that for a while. I think I might still even be doing that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I just yeah. don't like Facebook. Yeah. At at all, uh, it's just cluttered to me, and um, I just like being able to look at it. Instagram is prettier, you mm-hmm. know, to look at. I can kind of look at whatever I want to see immediately. I can post and then get out and move right. on. Right. And so I, I mainly just use YouTube and uh, and Instagram. Uh, I, I may leave Facebook. For a while until I, kind of, I don't even think I need to be tagged <laughs> on on Facebook. Uh, I am getting rid of Vimeo. Okay. Uh, do you use Vimeo for? Any I, I had it for a while. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't used it in years, in years. And the reason why is, is not uh, that it's a bad platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, some might even say the quality that you get out of Vimeo yeah, is, the is right. Is, 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 better. is better. Yeah. Um, it's just that it's not very popular. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't know if it still has this problem, but I know in the past. If you were watching, they kind of prioritize quality over uh, the smoothness of playback. So sometimes you'll watch a video, you might have to let it buffer for a little while, yeah. uh, and then and then start playing it because you know it, mm-hmm. it may stop or something like that during the middle of the video. So uh, I stopped using it for kind of that reason. Then YouTube was well, actually wasn't they're about the same at the time when I started using both, uh, but then YouTube kind of took yeah. Off. Because, I mean, it's the second most popular search engine in the world now, YouTube. Google first, then YouTube. So I think for me, I really, like people, like, well, I will say that a lot of brides still search for weddings on Vimeo because a lot of videographers use Vimeo. So then what they, so they go to the videographer's website, they click on the video and then they, and so sometimes like if it'll pop up. Right. In Vimeo, right. and they'll just keep looking on site and looking for right. more videographers. But I think YouTube is where most people like you can have a video potentially go viral, right? You know, right. on YouTube more than Vimeo. But here's what Vimeo's doing. So now I don't use uh, illegal music or copyrighted music, right. and and uh, you know a lot of brides uh, get upset about it. And I said, well, you know, is it it's you know it's it's stealing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the music. And I said, if you want to get it use legally i mean sometimes it can be you know 10 20 30 thousand to get like one of those popular mainstream songs to use it legally and so i stopped using those years ago but i think most videographers uh when they start they don't know and just like me don't care yeah (laughs) yeah so now me i just really it was a wedding video so i i really just didn't uh, know when i first started that you know using these people's these popular songs and people's wedding videos was illegal and once i found out and seen i stopped it Automatic, you know, immediately now I use paid services like musicbed.com, not a sponsor, you know, to mm. um, use for my clients' videos. But so now what Vimeo's doing from those videos from 2013 and 14 that I posted, mm. I have two strikes right now on my Vimeo. Oh, wow. And so one more, they delete your Vimeo account. So all of my weddings, I found this out last night. Wow. This is from, you know, videos from years yeah. ago because I don't use, you know, that I, that people's uh i don't use copyrighted music in people's weddings uh, anymore for years now but those old videos now vimeo has started going after people hard and so what i did last night i used this program i wish i remember the name of it maybe i'll put it in the 
description, but um, I downloaded every video I had on Vimeo because some of those I don't even have anymore. Right. You know, right. the completed uh, videos. And so uh, just in case, because, you know, I had some clients where, like, say the video was like one of my first ones and I didn't really like the quality of it so much so I didn't want it in my portfolio so right. I deleted it right. and she was like hey the link to my Facebook you know I was like wow this has been like five <laughs> years. years you're still <laughs> looking at that video on that side I gave you all the downloads yeah you know yeah. yeah and so she's like yeah the, I was like well you know I, I just deleted it you're gonna have to re-upload it and she said but it had like 20,000 views on our right. Facebook right. page and I felt so bad but so I and I've actually changed that too to where I tell people to download the video right. um, and so I give them the link to download and that they they should upload it to their Facebook whatever th- not through my links right. but through right. uh, their own you know uploads right. so that way you know because I you know who knows what's gonna happen to a business you know right. later on exactly or what, what what Vimeo is right. doing right now. So a lot of videographers are leaving Vimeo. And I don't think there's any reason for me to be that at all. I'll just put everything on YouTube. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, they're leaving because uh, YouTube probably is the better platform mm-hmm. uh, right now. Well, because it's more searchable. Yeah, it's more yeah. searchable. But at the same time, they can't get away with things that they were able to get away with before. for Vimeo. And you have to pay for, for Vimeo yeah. as well. I'm going to leave Vimeo mm-hmm. and... The videos that aren't using copyrighted music, I may re-upload them. I may just leave them. Leave them. I'm not sure if it, if you're the same way, but I hate looking at old stuff because I I'm working to get better right. every week. And not to say that the stuff that I made back in the day wasn't good right. because the clients liked it. Mm-hmm. I just hate looking at it mm-hmm. because I've improved so much. I mean, even things I've made from like three months ago, mm-hmm. like because I'm watching color grading tutorials and you know, lighting tutorials every week and taking courses to make myself better. Like, even just stuff from, like, two months ago, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a zillion times better because mm-hmm. I'm always improving. How do you feel about looking at old work? Uh, it's kind of a mixed bag because uh, sometimes, like you say, you're like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking about when I, <laughs> when I shot this thing? It's like, who who, who shot this? I, I couldn't have shot this. Um, but at the same time, sometimes you look back and it's like, you know, I kind of know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, kind of a mixed bag for me. Uh like you say, I'm I'm proud of all the stuff I've done. Do you still display work from maybe let's say six years ago on your website? Yes. You still have some old stuff. Yeah, up? I still have yeah. Old, some old stuff up from from then. So you were just um, born talented. You just no, 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 I know, I know, I know. But it's it's uh, uh, stuff that you and I think more so it's not that the the photo is super great. It's just the fact that uh, you've looked at it for so long, or it's been part of your portfolio for so long, or it's been. Uh, you know, it was a great shot at the time you created it, yeah. or the process to create it, or conditions you were in when you created it. That you may keep it on your site longer it. than you probably should. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've, I can't remember who was doing this on uh, uh, YouTube. There's a YouTuber out there that uh, uh, is a photographer, and he says he tries to uh, only show content on his site from the previous year. So only every show from the previous yeah, year. so so every year. He deletes all of those photos and only puts the photos up from uh, that the year before. The year before. Okay. Uh, well, so- I always delete. St- oh, I, I guess that's kind of what I do. I will. I always put my most current work. I change my website every year, mm-hmm. and I, I will tell you that this last time I changed my website, my SEO went down. That's a whole another conversation, um, because I used to put every video on the front of my site with the last iteration, right. and below it, I put every vendor I work with. Too, which kind of worked as like you know right. tags right 
And uh, so I noticed that my SEO went down once I switched it and moved those to like another page on the right. website as well. But yeah, I, I do not like having any of my old work mm-hmm. on my website. I only want people to see my current work because even the way I tell stories is different now right. than I did uh, before. I think more so in videography, I think it'd be more relevant. Uh, in, phot- in photography, things can be more timeless, I think. Okay. Yeah, no, no. And yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job if your stuff is, you know, timeless. And and I will say to your point that I do have a few videos that I look at because my, my daughter loves watching my old YouTube videos mm-hmm. and my old uh, wedding videos sometimes. And so sometimes I'll sit there and I'll watch them with her uh, and I'm like, man, that one was pretty good, yeah. you know. This is still yeah. pretty good to watch. Yeah. yeah so, um, but um, but yeah, I, I still do like you know looking at current stuff. So, if people want to find you, I know you said social media is not your thing, but we're gonna change that. <laughs> we'll um, working together. So, uh, where can people find you? Instagram. What's your uh, Instagram? Instagram is just Garnet O'Connor. G A R N E T O C O N N O R, and then uh, my website garnetoconnor.com. And then YouTube now. You've, you've done ah, that's YouTube. YouTube uh, yes, YouTube. Uh, I'm st- just starting a channel, uh, Gcon Photo Lab. Uh, I'm kind of separating that out from. Done two videos, uh, three videos on the Nikon Z6. Uh, two videos on the Nikon Z6. Uh, soon to be three. I'm probably going to do like a six month review or eight month review on what I think about the camera so far. Um, uh, and a couple other videos that we did together as yeah. well. And then uh, some stuff, older stuff. Cause I did start that channel quite a long time ago, mm-hmm. but just never really kept up with it. But uh, as of recently, started making more content on that channel. So uh, on YouTube, it's just uh, Gcon Photo Lab. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.